Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business, and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. We all have been born with innate gifts, gifts that we should be sharing with other people. We shouldn't be holding on tight to them. We shouldn't be scared to share them. And we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to other people who might be doing similar things. Your gift is yours. And there is a unique and special group of people that are waiting to hear from you, that need to hear from you that want to hear from you. So use every last gift that you've been blessed with. Don't be scared. Don't allow fear to put you in a place of complacency and stagnation because you don't want to leave here with regrets. All right, guys, going to be another fun episode today. I'm bringing you a new friend of mine, Miss Kia McLean. Miss Kia, welcome to the show, my dear. Please, please tell us your story. Thank you, Donnie, for having me. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to meet you. Absolutely. Well, my story is I was a teen mom, and I was due to go to college in Kansas, and my plan was to go to law school, but me getting pregnant changed that journey a little bit. And so after having my son, I started working and then I decided I'm still going to go to school. So I went on to school and I got my associates in applied science for paralegal studies. And then I went on to get my bachelor of arts in legal studies and then ultimately got my master of arts in legal analysis. So are you a glutton for punishment, or do you actually enjoy school? <laughs> I am a glutton for punishment. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't really know which route I wanted to take. I didn't know if I was going to ultimately go to law school or what I was going to do, but I just felt like I needed to continue. Right. And I started out at a law firm just doing data entry work, and then – I got promoted to legal secretary and then got promoted again to paralegal. And then I went on to work at the federal court in Missouri, the Eastern District Federal Court in Missouri. And I worked there for a couple of years and I worked for two district judges and a magistrate judge. And I enjoyed that journey. The bulk of my background is employment law, though. Okay. And so I enjoyed that work and I went back to a law firm doing employment law. And then my purpose kept tapping on the door. And I was ignoring it for a long time and saying, no, let me keep this job. Let me do this because I went and got all this education. So clearly I'm supposed to do this. You know, the American dream. Right, right, right. But my purpose was just, it just kept happening. And so in January of 2015, I started a nonprofit organization called Empower to Be. 
and uh, it's a women's organization to empower women. So I started hosting conferences and workshops and different events just to empower women. And so from there, people were asking me, you know, how did you do this and how did you do that? I was also a poet. So I would go to, I would go to these open mic nights and I would perform and people would say, you know, that was, that just touched me. You know, where can I get it? And I was like, come back next Friday. <laughs> get your phone recorder going. You know. <laughs> That's how you get it again. And so ironically, the person who kept telling me to write a book was my ex-husband. And he kept saying, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. And I was like, no, I don't really want to write a book. But then we got divorced and I wrote a book. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, maybe if you would have listened to him and wrote the book in the first place, you wouldn't have got a divorce. You're right, Johnny. What was I? <laughs> Couldn't save my marriage writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> That's too fun. So wow. let me back up just two seconds just so we can make sure we're all on the same page. So you're young, getting ready to go do the college thing, run off and, and figure that all out. Find yourself pregnant, and which puts the world on pause for a moment. Not pause, but, I mean, you still got to raise a child. And somewhere you found you still had that drive and passion that, damn it, you were going to go through and figure this out. Yes. You know, and then you spend the next eternity in college. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think that drive to continue pushing forward? Because, unfortunately, a lot of people, once they have a child, they stop, right? They stop going after life. They stop going after dreams. And it's, and it's not because they gave up, but they're just putting all their energy 100% focused in, in, make, in their kids. And, take, and then they just make choices where they take just whatever in front of them. Where do you think that drive to keep going after it came from? Well, the first part is I'm one of those people where when people say something negative, it doesn't make me retreat. It makes me push more. Right. And I had a lot of negative feedback from my pregnancy. And I bet. I How old were you when you, had, when you first got pregnant? I'm just curious. I was 18. Okay. Right. I was 18. And so I had a lot of negative comments. I had a lot of negative feedback, and so... That well, you were still a kid, I mean, so... So that was some of my fuel when people started to speak negatively and tell me what I wasn't going to do. So that part was part of my fuel. My spiritual belief was part of it, and then the last part of it was my uncle, my mother's oldest brother, who was more like a father to me, was always very encouraging and told me to keep pushing and do whatever I needed to do to succeed. And so those three things really were the catalyst for my entire life. You know, I'm in love with your uncle right now. And the only reason I say that is I've got five nieces and, and one nephew, so six all together. And I hope that I'm the cool uncle that's that guy, right? So I totally, me and your uncle should have hung out. I can see you being that cool uncle, Donnie. All right, well, thank you, Rob. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, yeah, so, and my uncle, unfortunately, he passed away three months after my son was born. So I definitely pushed so much harder since he's gone because I know he's, he's still watching me and he's still Absolutely. here. Yeah, so those three things are the catalyst, like I said, behind why I just push and keep going 
and I don't stop. And when I wrote the first book, I kind of had it in my head that I wanted to do something else with it. I just wasn't sure. And it turned into a three part series. And what are the books about? So it's called the Healing Poetic Expression Series. Holy jeez, that is a a, a mouthful. <laughs> slow it down, Donnie. Slow You're, it down. So did you need all three books to fit the word on there? I mean, no. <laughs> so the series is called the Healing Poetic Expression Series. Okay. And each book reads, it doesn't just talk about healing. It just talks about different components of healing, but it also talks about love. It shows a little bit of humor, but yeah, it also talks about healing and my journey to healing and poetic and storytelling form. I love it. I love it. I love it. Awesome. So then you go through, you find yourself somewhat in the legal game, right? And you're going through that process. And then you start this empowered women's, you know, series thing. Two questions for you. One, I love the word empowered. I, I think it's it's I use unleash all the time, you know. So I love empowered. Why is the word empowered such a a feminine thing? Because you find it more in the in the in the feminine community. Uh, and I'm not saying feminist. I'm just saying in the in the female community. Why is the word empowered found there more often than anywhere else? Personally, for me, I think because women oftentimes struggle with self love. Right. And understanding of self. And when you lack that, that causes you not to feel empowered. Mm, okay. So that's why I think it's more linked and tied to women because of that. It's something that causes issues in relationships. It causes not just male-female relationships, but even girlfriend relationships. Because if you have... If you don't have self-love, it causes you to maybe have jealousy towards another woman woman, or envy towards another woman. If you don't have self-love, it causes you to get in bad relationships. And so being empowered will help you overall in your life and relationships. Well, yeah, I mean, if you can't love yourself, nobody else is going to. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's huge. That's huge. So – you start this this movement, this w- women's movement, which is a beautiful thing. Love that. And it grows from there. Walk me through that a little bit. So it really took off. It started as a Facebook group. And within 30 days, I had 767 women within 30 days. Dang, girl. And the women were from all over. They weren't just – at that time, I was living in St. Louis. But they were from all over. And so I was like, wow, this really took off. And I started telling people about it. And people were like, okay, I'm going to help you do this, and I'm going to help you do that. Well, me being at the law firm was great because they helped me form my 501c3. So (laughs) there was a benefit there. And so they handled all the legal work for me behind the nonprofit. So that was a benefit. And then because I was doing the poetry and a lot of my poetry talks about healing it talks about love it talks about empowerment it just all tied in and so i moved to dallas two years ago so i've been in dallas for two years oh they mean you were really gonna become friends because i'm in fort worth girls so we're gonna become real close friends (laughs) (laughs) i went to a really good restaurant in fort worth a couple of months ago and i'm trying to remember the name of it 
it was across the street from a cancer center. It was uh, a place. In Magnolia area? Yes. Was it called Stir Crazy? Oh, I can I know I can see the name of it. There's only one restaurant right there across from the Moncrief Center. Yep. Oh, I'm gonna catch hell for not remembering the name of this. <laughs> it, was, it was delicious and it had a beautiful patio. Right. Hold um, on. I'll, I'll find it. Keep going. Okay. So yeah, so I moved to Dallas a couple of years ago. So I'm trying to grow my network here in Dallas since I've been here because I find myself back in St. Louis often doing events because right. that's where my strongest connections are. Makes sense. Makes sense. Hold on. We're almost there. It's going to pop up. And as soon as I see it, I will know the name of it. Oh, it's killing me. It's killing me. Oh, it's Fixture. Fixture. Yes. I knew as soon as I'd seen it, I would know it. But yes, great little restaurant. Got a cool little patio in the box. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that place. Yeah. A little apartment right around back. Yeah, very cool place. Cool atmosphere. Cool. Meet there one day for lunch. We'll do it. I like it. I like it. Okay, so you've got this this Facebook group. It's growing like crazy. These women from all over are coming in and getting empowered. You know, collaborating, and you're you're creating a beast, right? And how did you end up in Dallas? I think I missed that. Okay, so after my divorce. I decided I wanted to change. My son is now 23. Okay. He lives in L.A. He's been in L.A. since he turned 18. And I said, well, he hasn't returned home. I'm divorced. It's time for a change. And so I packed up my little Volkswagen, and I drove to Dallas on September 2nd, 2016. Did you have anybody here? Is this just, you you know, you were going to figure it out on the fly? I have some friends here, okay. but I have some friends here, and I had a couple of things lined up, and they all fell through when I got here. So it was <laughs> welcome it, to Texas. <laughs> at that point, it was like, okay, now you're starting fresh for real. <laughs> so when I got here, I started teaching. So now I teach three days a week. I teach as a paralegal instructor. Okay. And all the other days, I do my other stuff. So I do a lot of speaking engagements. People bring me in to speak, just tell my story, my journey, and share my poetry. So I'm traveling maybe once a month, twice a month, sometimes doing speaking engagements. So that is the part that I really enjoy because I, I enjoy telling my story, encouraging other people to know that just because those obstacles come up, does not mean that's the end. Right, 100%. Um, we have to keep pushing and going, and, you know, those obstacles are really strengthening us. It's preparing us for the next level. So I just want to keep encouraging people to know, don't allow anything to block you from the purposeful life that you're supposed to be living. 
Hey guys, it's Donnie here, and I just want to let you know that we've recently launched a content development company, and this company helps people get social content. You know you need to put out a lot of content nowadays to get engagement out there in all your social platforms, but well, we've come up with a really cool way to help you get videos, blog posts, memes, social posters, and infographics for you know, whatever social site you need. So check us out at successchamps.us and learn more about how you can get social content for your social media. Support for this podcast comes from Point Blank Safety Services and Blue Family Fund. Blue Family Fund, helping dependents of law enforcement families on their journeys. Blue Family Fund is a nonprofit that raises funds and offers financial support through higher education scholarships for dependents of law enforcement officers and by providing financial assistance for families of fallen law enforcement officers. Every dollar donated will go to the families of police officers, either through scholarships to dependents of police officers or as aid to fallen officers' families. Visit us at bluefamilyfund.com. You're listening to Donnie Success Champions, where I believe Everybody is on a journey. Life is all about the stories you can tell and teach later. You're going to hear the stories of people who have overcome hardships, failures, and life to find success along their journey. So how does an 18-year-old lawyer wannabe become a poet? <laughs> Okay, I enrolled him in this writing workshop. He was very shy and very introverted, and I thought, you know, I saw his writing skills, and I said, I'm going to enroll you in this workshop, you know, so you can at least get with other kids who like to write like you, who are creatives like you. And so by involving him in this program, I got pulled into it. And so I had always wrote. I was an undercover writer, though. <laughs> nobody Don't let nobody know, right? <laughs> I was undercover. So I had journals that I was writing in. I would write poetry, and I just never shared it with anyone. So as a result of him being in this workshop, the guy who ran this nonprofit organization invited me to become a board member. Okay. And one of the things that we had to do as a board member was we had to work the door of the Friday night open mic nights. Okay. And my very first Friday there, I just fell in love. And I said, oh, I'm getting on this stage next week. (laughs) And I've been there. That's what I've been doing ever since. I didn't realize the power in my writing and delivering what I wrote. To other people. Man, I'm going to so introduce you to a friend of mine named Laura DeFranco. She runs uh, Brave Healers, and she does some writing work for me, and just a beautiful soul, and she does the open mics all the time with her poetry. Y'all two are, are going to geek out over that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> What's the, I, mean, I mean, so at an open mic, I mean, literally, you're just standing in front of the room with a piece of paper and in theory, whatever you wrote, a lot of times it's a poem or maybe a song or something, but what's that like, you know, being in front of the room, knowing for a lot of people, you put your heart and soul in this particular piece 
and now you're delivering it into the room is there's that that thought in there and in the back of your head it's like oh god receive this i mean you know it, does that ever come into play or are you like i got this every time no it's a vulnerable feeling but it's also i always feel like one person in that room will connect with what i'm saying and that's all that matters right Somebody in this room is going to connect. They're going to feel what I'm saying. It's going to be helpful for them in some way. And so that's what I'm thinking about the whole time. I rarely get stage fright or get nervous about it. I'm always pretty confident in what I'm going to be sharing and talking about and knowing my message is going to be received by at least one person. Mm. And when I finish, it helps when people come up and they say, hey, that did this for me. It made me feel this way or that way. So for me, the feeling that I get personally, it's like releasing it. Mm. So I wrote it, and that's part of the release. And then when I speak about it, that's the other part of the release. Right. And what are you typically writing your poems and, and things about? Is it empowerment? Is it your story? Is it, you know, just whatever random stuff pops in your head? The bulk of what I write about is love, forgiveness, empowerment, and healing. Okay. And, and my path on a lot of those subjects. And, again, I sprinkle a little bit of humor. <laughs> you, you've thrown the word healing out a couple times. What, what does healing mean to you? Working through issues that I found to keep resurfacing. And so what would happen is, do you know what keloid skin is? Not a clue. Okay. So keloid skin is when you have a cut, and as a result of that cut, there's a little bump that kind of forms. Okay. And it, and it can grow. So look at healing as this cut that keeps growing and growing, this buck that keeps growing. I know the root of the things that have hurt me, and I have, and I had to work through that. And instead of me continuing to put a Band-Aid over it, thinking that that was going to hide it, but the Band-Aid is going to come off, right? Because it gets yep. wet, all of these different things are going to happen. And so for me, healing was me literally taking myself through that process of first being accountable for some things, not blaming <laughs> other people. Right, right. Taking ownership. I love it. Ownership of everything in my life and my choices and my decisions, not pointing blame, not having resentment in my heart, and not having an unforgiving heart. And so for me, that was me going through that process of healing so that I would not continue to have keloid skin. I like it. I like it. And I learned a new word. So, you know, that's a double whammy. <laughs> I'm teaching, Donnie. I'm no, no, teaching. Girl. But we got to get you to get these smaller phrases and words. I'm a former Marine, right? So, I mean, one syllable words and we're good, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so now you're a teen mom who wanted to be a lawyer that went all the way through and got way too many degrees to even recall, started a women's empowerment thing. Now you do poetry in front of the rooms. Where's your cape? I mean, is this like full superpowers or, you know, are you just going to continue like the world on fire? Donnie, I'm not doing enough. 
<laughs> well, I can guarantee you with this podcast, you're you're going to be doing a lot more. <laughs> We're going to be exposing you to to quite a few people as part of this story. So, what are you doing now? I mean, what are you doing in the world? You got your three books. That's part of a series of a phrase that I can't recall even how to pronounce. But you're inspiring and empowering women. You're you're getting on stage and talking people through it. Where's all this going to take you? Where's it all leading to? Well, hopefully I can travel the world, the entire world speaking and sharing my story, sharing my poetry, because it's so needed. It's so needed. I'm able to relate with so many different people, and I want to be able to share that story. And it's not just, I've said women empowerment a few times, we've talked about that, but I have found that I've been able to connect with men as well. So it's not... You know, we all can use some empowerment, right? So I've been able to connect with men also. So my sharing this story is not just limited to women. I want people to know that. I want to share empowerment to everyone. I want to share my story of healing with everybody because both men and women need to heal. Absolutely. It looks like I got a friend, a dear friend of mine, Judy Hogman, who has a company called Selling in the Skirt. And people always believe that she just focuses on women and selling. And the truth is, I mean, she's trained thousands of men over, you know, her career. Mm-hmm. So it's not about getting caught up in the word. It's about embracing what's coming out of the message that's being told. So good on you. Do you have, like, speech topics that you go out and speak on? I mean, it's like my number one topic people bring me in for is earmuffs if you're fragile about profanity. But it's unleashing your inner badass, right? That's what most people bring me in to speak. I saw that on your site. <laughs> oh, good. You saw it and you still came on, so I didn't scare you off too bad. So what does that mean? What are some of the titles of some of the speeches people bring you in for? So, ironically, I spoke at a college here, but I always get invited to go speak at colleges. And they wanted me to talk about disparities in education. So that's one thing that I've spoke about. But then in terms of my poetry and telling my story, I've spoke about women who have overcome obstacles and who are sharing those obstacles with the world. Mm. And then I've spoke about empowering and overcoming struggles as a woman from from a teen mom. So a lot of it is talking about the empowerment. It's talking about overcoming struggles. So that's really the journey that I want to share. I want to share that my journey with people about how I've overcome these things and keep doing all the other things that I've been doing. Right. That's awesome. So how do people find your Facebook group? So the Facebook is called Empower the Number Two and BE. I didn't get a chance to tell you I started working as a coach. So I started doing life coaching because when I started the nonprofit, all of these women were asking, how did you do this? How did you do that? So I started doing life coaching. But then what I learned was most of the clients that I work with, they really wanted to publish a book. Mm. That's ultimately what they wanted. And so in the last year and a half, I've been working more so with clients to help themselves publish their books. Man, you um, and Laura DeFranco are going to geek out together. 
You guys are going to have so much fun together. That's awesome. So people are coming to you to, they're like, I got it in my head, but I don't know how to get it out on the paper. And, and you're helping them through that process. Yeah. All right. Some people have it wrote out and they just don't know how to go through the process of self-publishing, what ISBNs are and which self-publishing company to go with and so I'm talking about everything from photography shooting to having websites to videographers to book releases. So it just depends on what the client needs, and I'll cart them, or we can just do whatever you need from beginning to end. All right. All right. And is it any style of book, or are you staying more in the self-help type world? So really – the bulk of my clients are other poets, but I also help anybody that just wants to self-publish. I just let them know my expertise is poetry. <laughs> okay. Based on my own ignorance, is is a poetry book literally just a collection of poems? That's I mean, because I, I guarantee you I've never picked up a poem book in my life. And it's not that, I, that I, I have anything against poems. It's just I've never walked through anywhere and said, oh, let me read a collection of poems. And does that mean, and I, I'm once again showing my ignorance, but does that mean there's a poem on like each page and maybe some run two or three pages? Some run it, two or three pages. Some of them are very short. I have a poem as short as about six lines. That's not a haiku because a haiku is like, you know, a certain number of words. Right. Yeah, I've at least heard of the stuff. <laughs> You're playing that ignorance. Uh-uh. Don't do that. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to prove that I'm more than good looks and charm. You know, <laughs> so, all right. All right. So, and I, you're helping them through the artwork process and all that along with it. Right. All right. Very cool. Very cool. So life coach, wannabe lawyer, speaker, almost a comedian because you're like me and just laugh at anything. I laugh at myself more than anything, so that's always fun. And speaker, I was my former life. Well, you and me both. So I always tell my wife, as long as I'm laughing, it doesn't matter if anybody else is. You know, <laughs> people don't always get my humor, and I'm okay with that. But you want to speak all over the world. You want to empower people to go further and create new fantastic things in life. How are you going to continue to get that message out? I mean, is it you're going to do it through continue writing? You're going to do it through your website? I'm going to talk you into a podcast. Just watch out because you've got the personality for it, and I think you'd have a lot of fun doing it. But how else are you going to continue to get this message out? Because you got you got an uphill climb. I mean, you're in basically a new city, still trying to make the networking connections and everything. Now, I'll help with a bunch of that locally because I got some friends you should meet. But you know, how else are you going to continue to get your message out and get people to find you? Well, it's interesting that you talked about the podcast because I did a I did a little bit of playing around with the podcast, and I started it on Facebook. Okay. And I had a really good following, and then I decided I was going to join Anchor. Okay. and do a podcast there. So what I've been trying to do is just build up people that I can start talking to that our subject can be around a lot of the different things that I talk about in my book, love, empowerment, healing, overcoming struggles, those types of things. So 
I'm already thinking about that, right. Donnie. Well, hear me out because this gave me two seconds to give a shameless plug. So I just launched a Facebook group called So You Want a Podcast where I am teaching everything podcasting. So my podcast as of this recording is number 127 on iTunes. We've, we've really taken off the show's done very, very well. And I'm very proud of that fact. And I think everybody should get into podcasting. So one of the things that you and I are going to do is become really good friends and I'm going to help you launch a podcast and show you the ropes of it. And I really think everybody should get into it because it's your platform to share your message of whatever you want to talk about, and it's a great platform to do it. So, so come hang out with us and so you want to podcast. I love to post that on LinkedIn, and I was like, "That is awesome." <laughs> so. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I, 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 you know, you geek out over poetry. I geek out over podcasting. And, you know, it, you know, you go with what you enjoy and what you love and what you embrace. Yeah. You know? So how do people find you? You like, they, they, they found you through, you can go through and find you, uh, you know, empowered to be on, is your Facebook group. How do they find you on your websites and everything? So my website will be back up next week. I'm having it revamped, but it's Kia's coaching, K-E-Y-A-S coaching.com and you can also find me on any other social media site under Kia K-E-Y-A McLean M-C-C-L-A-I-N beautiful beautiful so when I bring on speakers that I always want to share a message, I always like to give them, you know, a moment to teach, right? So if you were to talk to my audience now, and, and the audience that listens to this show is currently in 63 countries, age ranges from 20 to 55 is, is where I fall. And there's entrepreneurs, business owners, veterans, you know, all people at different stages of life that are trying to go for it and break through. If you were going to teach them how to empower themselves, how to go for it and go, five minutes, microphone is yours, teach them. We all have been born with innate gifts, gifts that we should be sharing with other people. We shouldn't be holding on tight to them. We shouldn't be scared to share them. And we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to other people who might be doing similar things. Your gift is yours. And there is a unique and special group of people that are waiting to hear from you, that need to hear from you, that want to hear from you. So use every last gift that you've been blessed with. Don't be scared. Don't allow fear to put you in a place of complacency and stagnation because you don't want to leave here with regrets. So many of us in this world are getting buried with so many gifts. And you need to be using your gifts. You need to be taking the time right now to get better at whatever those gifts are so that when you go out here and share it with people, you're doing it in the best version of yourself. Don't limit yourself. Don't place limitations on yourself. Donnie has said, where's my cape? I feel like I'm still not doing enough because I don't place limitations on myself. I believe that I can go so much further and so much faster. And so I need a group of people that are willing to go there with me that are willing to support me on my journey. 
and we can all come together and support each other as we share our gifts. That's beautiful, girl. That was perfect. You know, I love it when I can throw the mic to somebody and they just own it. Well freaking done. Well done. Guys, I tell you, I really think Kia is going to be going some big places. Y'all stay close to her, and it'll be fun to continue to watch your journey and just see how big you actually go. I think it's going to be a fun ride. And if I ever need legal advice, I'll just call you. You know, you've at least got enough schooling to, to be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, awesome, my dear. I got to say, it's been a pleasure having you on. It's been a pleasure sharing your story. We're going to become really close friends as I uh, see if I can't open a few doors for you here locally and make some introductions for you into some cool circles. But here's how I like to finish out every episode, and I do stump some people on this, so be forewarned. But if you were going to leave my audience with a quote, a phrase, a slogan, a mantra, you know, maybe an affirmation, something they can take with them on their journey, you know, especially if they're going through the tough times in their life and they're trying to figure out how do I keep moving forward, what would be that quote or phrase you would say? Remember this. The journey is yours. Own it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Get that put on a T-shirt for me, all right? I will. Miss <laughs> Kia, thank you so much for coming on the show, dear. Uh, I really, truly appreciate you. Stay out of trouble, would you? I don't know about that, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> You've been awesome. Thanks, honey. Thanks, Donnie. Thanks for listening to Donnie Success Champions podcast. If you'd like to hear more about our current guest today, or if you'd like to hear stories from our other guests on the show, come hang out with us on our website at successchampspodcast.com. I really appreciate you tuning in. If you need to reach out to me for any reason, you can catch me at Donnie at DonnieBovine.com. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, the emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure, absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals, go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success because that's what it means to be a success champion.